Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Um Actually podcast. My name is Tristan, and Bob is currently going through our quarter bins. Uh, and this is just a, a reminder that quarter bins are great, and you should go through them all the time. Uh, we also have dollar bins as well that are really, really good, and you should go through those too. Um, so that is that is my... Uh, Damn it. <laughs> are you even plugged in? You got it? I don't know. Can you hear me? Not really. Uh, you want to get closer to that mic. <laughs> Gonna. All you, right. You started while I was flipping through comic books. <laughs> it's because I was. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is the thing that I want to take home the most this week, <laughs> but I will not because it is too expensive for me. Is that would, of Johnny course, Ryan's be porn basket? the absolute fourth world Jack Kirby omnibus, which is absolutely batshit insane. It is so beautiful. It is the the absolute edition, uh-huh. as opposed to the omnibus edition. So it's, I think, a quarter or a third the size of the omnibus edition, but slip cased and taller. And oh my god, it's so good. Um, it's gorgeous. It sounds gorgeous. It has a, Where is it? I it's, didn't see it. It's up high because it's too big to fit on the shelves. Oh, there it is. Wow. And it's got a weird cutout. It's got all the crazy Kirby circuitry over the cover. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, hopefully nobody buys it ever. and I can just take it home. <laughs> uh, there is finally a trade paperback for the Alien uh, Marvel series. So if nice. you did not catch that in issue and you want to read it, there it is. We've also got Ant by uh, Larson for some reason, and apparently we're sold out. I'm not sure why that is. People love that Ant. I don't think so. So why does he have the copyright to Ant? Did he just buy it? Maybe. That's interesting. I don't know. Because I, I had some of the original Ant comics in this collection that I was going through, and I was looking at them, and I was like, oh, this says created by some other guy. Yeah, no, I remember Ant. It had, uh, it was like one of those um, '90s comics that had. Yeah. Sorry, am I too close to the microphone? I feel no, like I think I'm, you're fine. I'm too crazy here. I'm, too I'm, crazy. I'm popping like I'm popping and locking. It was like one of those like uh, proto, like post image, like the butt yeah. is higher yeah, yeah. than the head. Oh yes, <laughs> kind of things. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah. you know. Um, but I don't think our Eric Larson did them. No. No, definitely not. Um, well, that exists, and I think we have more of that than is reported on the website, so I will probably be listing more of them. I think Chad just decided that he hated how many variants there were, and he was like, fuck this, <laughs> I'm listing the A variant and nothing else. Um, but I don't know, because I don't have my Diamond order in yet. Diamond was a little slow this week, so we're going to be getting them late in the afternoon. I put everything up available for pre-order, so... You can pre-order your books, but just don't come in too early, or all the stuff that isn't Marvel and DC will not be there yet. Um, we got Attack on Titan graphic novel 34 out this week, wow. and of course the omnibus edition of number one, which is one of those three-in-ones. If you have not been reading it and you want to start strong, that's the first three manga paperbacks in cool. one. Uh, all right, we got Batman 115 out this week from the Fear State series. I liked it. The art is really good in this one. Bengal. Is it Bengal or Bengal? It's Bengal. Bengal. <laughs> um, yes. Good art. 
You know, he came and visited us, and we didn't even set anything up with him. Like, he literally was here from France, I guess. That's crazy. And it was like, oh, hey, Bengal, that's great. Will you sign these? I don't know. I guess we've got uh, all new Wolverine covers you did, so we want to sign those. <laughs> it's like he never does signings in the U.S. Like, he's rarely, rarely here, and we could have we gotten him, but Sean didn't give me a heads up. So he was, he was, like, visiting Sean for some reason. They're friends. They're buddies. They're art buddies. Well, the, the, the storytelling in this particular issue of Batman is, is actually incredibly strong. I was like, wow, this is really great. Cool. So then I saw who it was, and I was like, oh, of course it is. Sweet. Um, we got Batman Catwoman number eight. Sorry I'm clicking so hard. This, uh, this seltzer is not doing the trick. Mm. Um, we got... Batman Last Night on Earth trade paperback. I loved this. Yeah, it was fun. It was the Snyder Capullo. Yep. Thought it was a super fun little Elseworld story. Enjoyed. And we've got a Batman Secret Files Peacekeeper 01 number one one shot. I wish they would decide whether it was a number one or a one shot, but they don't like yeah, it. Yeah, the art is actually really good in this, although uh, unfortunately for the people at DC Comics, I don't care enough about this character to know what his origin that is. That was kind of how I felt. I started getting into it, and I was like, this is interesting. This is kind of kind of fun. And then I was like, mm, no, I'm, you can't. I'm just not going <laughs> to yeah. be able to make it. He's like kind of like the Punisher, but you know, whatever. Kind of like whatever, and it's too bad because there's there's a book that has these types of characters that does it way better this week, and whatever. Mm. We'll get to it. Uh, Batman versus Bigby, the Fables crossover with Batman, awesome. Continues to be amazing, cool. and there's a really cool Yannick Paquette cover with a big ass dinosaur. Love. Ooh, I'm it. looking at it right now. It is cool. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the big-ass dinosaur that is in the Batcave, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Bermuda, number four, is out. Nick Bradshaw, amazing art. Crazy throwback Terry and the Pirates kind of riff. I like it. It's a good one. We got Betty Page, Curse of the Banshee, number five. We've got Black Manta, number two. Much I I actually like I I don't know I just decided I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in on this Black Manta comic. I I mean and about the first issue which I didn't get last time. Definitely worse books to go all in on. This is them kind of trying to retcon Black Manta as a Punisher style good guy who fights pirates, which is cool. Yeah. I mean nobody likes pirates. No. Until you start him. thinking about their terrible, the terrible things that have forced them into piracy. But, you know, we won't talk about that because it's comics. Yep. Um, Catwoman number 36 <laughs> is out. Yeah, tying is. into free, free Fear State. And, you know, it's Rom V. I like his run on Catwoman thus far. And I will also say legitimately, this is one of my favorite Jenny Frazone variants on this book. Uh, the Harley uh, variant oh, for this yeah. is really, really cool. I don't know. There's something about that that I very much like. So. Nice. And I will talk about one of my favorite books this week, which is Catwoman, Lonely City. What a great book. Totally understandable. Great oh, Totally great. Book. Yeah, it's great. Um, there are so many characters in this that I wanted to see spun off. When Killer Croc shows up and in the bar with a spoiler character. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to ruin it. It's a cool... uh, Oh my god. I would would take an ongoing series about this bar. (laughs) Yeah. I would... Oh, all day long. All day long. 
This book is awesome. I don't even care that it's in the stupid format. I think format. you can talk about who the bartender is. If really? That's you think talking. so? Yeah, yeah. You don't think so? I, I me, think it's a, I I it think was it a would fun ent- spoiler. It would entice me okay. if I were not aware of the, it. They redesigned but, you know. Ma Hunkle, and she <laughs> is like this f- amazing badass. It's just, I love it. I love it, love it. She, you know, she's like a super heroic version of Gino's bartender. Yeah. You know, it's like, she's amazing. Um yeah, my uncle is has always been like one of comics' greatest badasses. True, but like I, I think visually, I like this redesign for. Yeah, her. definitely. No, I and think, it's cool to see her look. in modern continuity, yeah. like doing stuff, even if it is a future continuity where Catwoman's old and. Oh yeah, and that's the other part about this is that it's she spent ten years in Blackgate. And she's coming back out. They've repossessed all of her property, and she's older. She's got bad knees. She's got, like, a twisted back, and she's kind of, like, she's still doing her thing. She's still better than everybody else out there. But Something terrible but has happened has, to Batman. Something terrible has happened to the whole Bat fam. The fam. And, uh, and she's, you know, she's lost a step, let's say. And she's yep. got to take some ibuprofen every now and again, which I relate to so much. I took some ibuprofen just yesterday. Man, I was doing a podcast last week, and I took ibuprofen in the middle of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally talking to Matt, and I was like, hold on a second. Shake, shake, shake. I need to take this fucking ibuprofen. Nice. Yikes. Go listen to the episode now if you think he's lying. (laughs) There you go. I think it was the Halloween episode, the Halloween 4 episode of the Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, Smile and Stan. Uh, Anyway, Creepy Cat graphic novel volume one all right uh critical role tales of exandria number one of four and we have deadly class trade paperback 10 save your generation so that's all the stuff that came out super slow right there at the end uh but still ultra quality stuff another book i loved this week coming out death of dr strange number two wow Super smart. I love Lee Garbett. I yeah. think he is uh, an amazing, amazing illustrator, and I love his uh, his Doctor Strange with like the throwbacks to the OG Strange. But well, because they had to because of the story. Because, I didn't read the story. Well, uh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's probably a bit of a spoiler, but um, but in this story, so Doctor Strange is dead, and Doctor Strange comes back in this issue. He has taken one week of his life and, and saved it magically so that he can come back from the Gene Colan era and he can just kind of move himself. Or actually, no, he, I think he's the Ditko era. And so he doesn't know anything that's going on. He doesn't know any of the people who are here. Oh. It is a week of his life that he saved in case he was ever murdered so he could get his affairs in order. Huh. So in case that happened, this is a so instead of being a like, oh god, we're all so sad that Doctor Strange is dead. There was a point to this whole story. It's not just one of those like, wham, let's go to the funeral, which kind of the cover makes you think it's going to be. Yeah. And instead, it's a wacky adventure with the Silver Age version of him coming back to modern times to get his affairs in order, and then he is attacked by the three biggest bads in the mystical universe the three sisters so huh amazing fucking love this was a very 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 good move on their part to do it this way if you're gonna kill dr strange this was a good reason to do it nice 
Uh, I mean, I don't want to go into this whole thing because I did it in the newsletter, but I'm going to do just, I just want to, just this little, little thing. There's got to be a reason Marvel is killing off all of their characters every time they have a movie come out, right? It has to be. Well. Why? They own the movie, so they're not trying to sink it. Because my bet, my okay hot take Gimme. Uh, I think that they want to relaunch the character with a number one issue when the movie comes out you and know the what? best way to I do guess that that's a good point they kill him and then they're like they're back baby yeah, it's I mean, Doctor Strange real deal Holyfield but I mean come on he's Doctor Strange it's like it's not going to be surprising when he mystically comes back from the dead well, right I mean it's comic books I don't I personally do not understand why you would waste any time with killing a character, but I, for you whatever see, reason, this, every time they do it, I, it sells. I agree with this I agree story with is what cool, saying, but this story is the one of the few exceptions I've seen where it's like this is part of a story. Killing yeah. Doctor Strange sets up a brilliant story that I'm really interested in hearing more about. Totally, like they did. They basically someone with you know the creative juice to like do a cool story was like okay, we got to do this. How are we going to do it? And then everybody pitched it, and this was the one they took because it was the best take. And Fair it was enough. like, yeah, we're going to have a thing where Doctor Strange knew he was going to get killed, so he like saved a sliver of his life for when he was Ditko. When he had a big square head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his costume didn't have any red in it. Yeah, big Frankenhead. Um, we got Dollhouse Family trade paperback. I enjoyed this series. It was it was probably the weakest of the three that were launched at the time. Um, but... Still good. It was no. It was no uh, basket full of heads or uh, the plunge, but good. No. Was it? Was it called the plunge? Am I making that up? The plunge. That the was plunge, the Stuart yes. Immonen one, Loved and that. the basket full of heads was the high water mark. Nothing. Nothing beat yeah, basket basket full of heads. Of heads. We'll talk about that again pretty soon here. Yes, good. <laughs> it would be a good time to talk about it. Uh, Dune House Atreides number eleven is out. Eat the Rich number three is out. Another great series. Again, we don't have it here, so I haven't read it. Yeah. But I know it's good because the other one was really good. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. What happened? Oh, I <laughs> I accidentally put up something for cheap. Oops. Oh, no. Oh, well, somebody bought it. Uh, electric Black, The Dark Caravan. <laughs> Sorry, that is really hard to say. Electric Black, The Dark Caravan is out. It is a... Horror anthology from our buddies at uh, at Black at Dark Caravan, and uh, it's it's just different stories from the Electric Black universe from different people. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, great. We've got Fantastic Four number thirty-seven, maybe the strongest Fantastic Four book in a very long time, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's possible I've missed a bunch of them, but to me. This was where things changed. This was I like see this one. This was strong as hell. You you bought a copy of it. No, I bought. Oh wait, the, with a big thing face on. Oh, it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, I didn't read it, but I thought that was there's a thing miniseries that's coming out. It is, and the it cover is not that made me think it was that uh, that it was one of those. No, it's not. But it uh-huh. is. A, it is definitely has the thing in it mostly and it is about him and his kids who are the the things Hence that me thinking it was a thing yeah i did flip through i it. want this to be everything this is the thing taking care of those two kids the kree and the skrull 
who were trained in the battle world. Uh, this is they're trying to reclaim the kids. The that that weird game master lady has sent her troops back to to reclaim them, and uh, and everybody gets involved. There's a big you know big punch out, but it was a very moving, really well done, really wholesome, fun comic. I love his relationship with those kids. It yeah. is delightful. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, and also like there's like. Uh, yeah, that's not. I was actually going to talk about some of the recent goings on in the Fantastic Four comic book itself. Basically, the Human Torch is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Now he's now he's based on the movie versions. Of- no, you do, like do you know it's like what he did. Like so, no. remember the Doctor Doom wedding? Yeah. So like he like had a fling with Doctor Doom's fiance like the night before they got married, and Doctor Doom found out and tried to kill them all, and he shot him with this like super weapon that now his like supernova flame is on all the time, and he like can't he like he's just like basically like he can't be around anybody. He's more like like the thing where it's like he can't like oh I'm nice. a pariah because my flame is too hot all the time. But yeah, no, he liked he just was like he so they did a thing in the Fantastic Four where he had like this soulmate on another planet and there was like this big like multi-month like uh thing where he was like basically engaged to this like winged uh alien creature and uh and he like yeah he cheated on her cheated screwed with dr doom like endangered his entire team human torch piece of shit human torch piece piece of of shit. shit agreed um so one of the more uh hotly anticipated items this week we finally have the trade paperback for Far Sector. It's no longer just a hardcover. Hooray. Ooh, get it. Great, great mystery fun story. Yeah, if you didn't read it, get it in a trade. It's it's a it's a good read. I accidentally clicked on it and that was a mistake. Oopsie. Oh no. I got lost. Uh we got a Flash comic out this week. Flash was really good this week. Cool. Yeah, I was surprised. It was really good. Um we also have an amazing collection of uh, Studio Ghibli stuff called the Ghibliotech. Huh. Nice. The unofficial guide to the movies of Studio Ghibli. Very cool. Nice little hardcover edition. Not very little, but nice hardcover edition. Uh, we got Green Lantern number seven out this week. I, this So this is like a love and hate kind of thing for me. I'm absolutely DC needs to stop with the flip books stop it stop it because like both of these stories are okay but neither one of them is long enough to be good and to be actually good and so the first one is like doing this cool stuff with john stewart and it's like okay do that stuff with john stewart and then the second story is joe mullen and it's like and there's like stuff with like simon baz and like all this like but it's just like I don't want a 10-page right. comic. Like, I don't... Right. Like, that's, that's, that's who buys insane. comics based on 10-page stories. Like, <laughs> unless you're buying an anthology that has, like, five 10-page stories in it. Agreed. I don't know. It's just, like, DC is just, like, doing that. And I don't know if it's just that they can't afford to pay anyone, so they're just, like, getting people at regular prices, but just for yeah. half the content <laughs> or whatever. Possible. But it's, like, you're ending up paying more for these books. And yeah. some of them... There's one egregious example this week, I thought, that had, like, one really awesome story and then one totally mediocre story that is not worth, like, I would never have bought it if it yep. was on its own. Anyway, whatever. End Agree. Of I End of 100% rant. agree. Green Lantern um, is out. 
another another surprise book for me, uh, only based on the first issue, but uh, there's a book called Gun Honey. It is very like it's super like sexy exploitation, but just beautifully written and really clever. Uh, if this is your bag, this is about as good as it's going to get for this kind of a book. Um, if you like the the kind of like sexy noir kind of characters, the, the premise of Gun Honey be all in. is that she is like a supermodel kind of like type who will hang out at like the Saint Tropez and the the beautiful places where people want to murder people. Yes, and she will smuggle in the weapons. She's for not the murderer. The she's the yeah. she's the smuggler. She aids and abets. Uh, so deal. it's a cool concept, and uh, I like the first issue, but obviously we didn't see these uh, yet. Correct. Same deal with the next book, which I'm, <laughs> I, I'm honestly almost embarrassed to say I'm excited to read, uh, which is Gunslinger Spawn number one. <laughs> I can't help it. I think it's fun. I love the stupid look. It's just it's, it's a weird, silly novelty that I'm into. I can't help it. So sue me. Um, I'm planning on suing you. you prob- honestly, you probably should. Uh, and another one that I'm actually really excited about, even though it's from Shadowline and I'm usually not digging their stuff, Hellcop, number one. It uh, looks really fun. I went all in on it, maybe too far in on it. But we'll see. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm interested either way. Also, Ice Cream Man number 26 is out. God, I want to read it. And also that B cover is fucking creepy. Uh, I don't know why they did it that way. It just managed to creep me the hell out. like it. Hmm. Uh, we've got R.L. Stein's new book, Just Beyond Monstrosity. Ooh, I've been watching. We've been watching Goosebumps. Nice. For the last like week plus. I'm telling you, man, the Goosebumps are fun. <laughs> they're really fun. Uh, There's a lot of really re- good ones. Really, really stupid, but I mean, they're really fun. They're not as good as uh, as Are You Afraid of the Dark, unfortunately. Are uh, You Afraid of the Dark is, I, I have to say, I feel like those are superior. But only in the fact that they're a little tighter, I think, because they're shorter. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, prefer, I prefer Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, also, can't go wrong with Erie, Indiana. Another super great kid's horror anthology cool wound up having john astin in it after a while which was even more fun who gomez adams oh wow uh dr gangrene from return of the killer tomatoes <laughs> and the killer tomatoes cartoon i've never seen return of the killer tomatoes i've uh, only seen attack of the killer tomatoes george clooney stars in that movie and it's in return in return Ooh, is i believe I mean, his George first clinney also started facts of life i think it was his first starring movie role oh. was return to the killer tomatoes okay i like it yeah um, no i'm sure i like i like the uh the the attack i just never got around to seeing the return <laughs> yeah return or the cartoon return was like a very meta silly it was like over the top cartoonishly silly nice uh in a way that like it was early 80s silly the way that uh, Attack was 70s silly where it was like National Lampoon silly this was like 80s Mad Magazine silly okay you know not good but very fun um okay Killer Queens number three of four King Spawn number three of you know what probably four let's face it they're not gonna go too far with that series um do 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 we've got a 
another manga that I can't pronounce. Uh, Kiriuru. Kill oh, me. of course. Kiriuru. Kiriuru. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. It's it's a it's a manga that that someone else knows something about and I don't. Legend of the Dark Knight number six. This is the book I was referencing that has the f- first story uh, is drawn by uh, the guy who's currently drawing um, Shang-Chi from Marvel. Oh, nice. yeah. And the art is fantastic and the story is cool. Uh, and then the second story is like nothing bad, just totally mediocre. Yeah. Just like another killer croc like with mediocre art. Sorry, whoever did it. I'm really sorry. Like, oh my God, Killer Croc is so good in the new Catwoman. In the new book. Catwoman, yeah. Oh but it's like you can't have that he book. He looks and then, like Godzilla and King Kong <laughs> smushed together into one beer drinking little dude. I'm a huge sucker for the giant, the overbite with the two fangs. Yep. Like, or the underbite with two fangs. Oh underbite. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great look for a monster. <laughs> Me too. Uh, okay, so we also have a book of. H.P. Lovecraft's cocktails, because we all know that H.P. Lovecraft loved to drink. That was his favorite thing in the world. Nope, he was a teetotaler. Just kidding. I, he would absolutely despise this. Anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> he was? He was a teetotaler. I thought he was really into, like, absinthe and shit. I don't believe so. No, okay. I believe, I believe I just, he, he totaled shit. it. You're thinking of one Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, that guy. He had snifters. He did. <laughs> uh, Luther Strode, complete series trade paperback. Oh, wow. Very exciting. That awesome. is, That was solid from beginning to end. It was the thing that introduced the world to the genius that is Tradmore. And lots of blood. And so much blood. So much blood. <laughs> that is so the most blood just, of any comic I've ever read. It is... It, it's amazing. It, it's really like story of uh, Ballad of Ricky, you know, like it's very, like all of that shit. It's just, it's, it's all like, of the cool, crazy Like things. that scene in, in, in uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street where the blood comes out yes. of the bed. Out but, of the bed. <laughs> and then it like pulls on the ceiling. Except it's really every it's single panel. Yes. All the time. Except it's all blood and bandages. <laughs> uh, we got Maria Lovett's Porcelain Number 3. And yes, maybe I did go all in on this so that I could get extra copies of the uh, House of Secrets or uh, Secret House of, oh my God, Mysterious, uh, Secrets of Mystery House. Fuck, I can't remember what the parody is. Uh, They did a a, a 70s horror homage and it's the House of Sinister Love, one of those. It's one of those... 70s DC covers and I really loved it so I got a bunch of them uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation number 4 of 4 the revelation is revealed in this issue Maw number 2 cannot wait to read this I thought the first issue was the greatest I was very into it and is this Maw like Maw Hunkle or Maw like the Maw like the it's, mouth? Gonna, it's gonna bite you yeah M-E-W but I think Actually, the thing is, it's maybe both. We don't know yet. Ooh. I think that they're, they're pushing us. The mall. They're pushing us towards the idea that it's a big mouth. But also, there's a bunch of mothers here, so who knows? Hmm. Um, and uh, oh, that was that witch one. Yeah, the yeah, crazy, crazy now. witchy one. And there is a brilliant B cover to this that is like a perfect '70s horror poster, and I very much dig that. And you know what else is great? My Little Pony. 
there's a generation of them, and this is issue one. If you like ponies, they're right there. I only like little ponies. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Nightwing, number 85. Run continues to be the, the best Nightwing yep. run in forever. In forever. And another book that I'm really excited about from the team that brought us Philadelphia. we've got Nina Ha's Nightmare Blog, number one, out. Very excited to read this. Cool. Um, it, it's something I was looking forward to. I wish I had a review for you for the podcast, but unfortunately, again, Diamond Late. Uh, something I did read this week, which I would also recommend, is Nubia, number one. This was a good read. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in seeing where it's going. I was, uh, I was unfamiliar with a lot of the... Uh, the Wonder Woman backstory that was going on in here, specifically as it pertains to the Well of Souls and things like that, but uh, it was cool. Uh, suffice to say, she is back from the dead, and... Wonder Woman or Nubia? Nubia. I, yeah, I tend to lose focus on the like stories of the Amazons a little. Yeah, I don't really know a lot what's going on with that, but... But, you know... But I'm Wonder into Woman. it. That's I'm cool. curious to see what it is, and it is a... It's setting up a huge big end of the world arc which i'm you know it's it's old i'm tired of end of the world arcs but this feels interesting enough that i'm gonna go for it nice it looks good pretty much in uh phoenix song uh phoenix song echo number one i liked this because it was cool to see like okay like i finally got like an issue where it was like here's the deal with echo as phoenix and also the x-men are in it so it was like nice to see the Phoenix not be in an Avengers comic. I agree. I think, I think that was, that was a really strong part of this. And I also think it was, I don't know, as far as like their attempts to get native American lore brought into the Marvel universe. I feel like they've stumbled a few times. I feel like taboo is not the strongest writer in the world. And that, that, that stuff that he was doing with werewolf by night Again, nobody knows anything about Werewolf by Night. 99.999% of comic fans don't know his history anyway. But this, I felt like I was being introduced to Native American characters and mythology that were... that had the potential to go in the, in the direction that the Brazilian lore and characters of Wonder Woman when the Yara Flor character showed up the things that I loved about that, that I was like, Oh my God, this is like, you've opened up a whole new dimension of stuff. That's not the same old boring Greek fucking gods that I've seen a billion times. Yeah. And I've heard these stories over and over again. I was like, who the hell's this guy? He's got like a chariot and he's mad at the sun. I yeah. want to know more about this dude. And also he hangs out in a like weird ranch house <laughs> and then occasionally <laughs> gets pissed off and fights the sun. I like it. Yeah, Tell me cool. more. I'm into that. And this is the same kind of thing where it's like, I don't know enough about native American lore. I think that if you can come in and like bring some of that stuff into the world, I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be very cool. And I think it's going to open up a whole new world of stuff to play with. And, you know, yeah. In addition to just the fact that some representation for native Americans is long overdue for everything that is, or let's say, positive 
representation. Yeah, definitely. Hey, could I throw out throw a recommendation from my dollar bin travels out? If you're looking for good uh, Native American lore stuff, yeah, uh, I found am, this actually. comic called Time Spirits. Oh yeah, I totally I thumbed through that one. Bonzo, it it's so good. It's Tom Yates, so the art is mm. like really good, and it's like basically like, um, it it the entire first issue, which is the only one I found so far, takes place in Maine, uh, in Deering, literally in Portland, Whoa, weird, uh, in like the 1600s, and uh, like there's this time tra- traveling Native American like. Uh, I don't know. He's like a scientist shaman kind of guy who shows up and starts levitating bears and stuff. And, Is he uh, like Mi'kmaq or something? Uh, n- no, they're Algonquin. Oh. Um, but uh, there's so there's like two characters. Uh, there's this they're, they're brothers. And then this guy comes from the wherever he comes from the future, or, you know, all time. Who knows? It's just really cool. It was like I was like, holy shit, this comic is amazing and it came out like 30 years ago and no one bought it oh, weird. <laughs> i don't know yeah. how many issues there were it's of fascinating it, but, uh, i i totally did worth checking out Time there's spirits. so much i gotta tell you man there's so much stuff that i'm going through when i'm putting stuff into the bins and i'm just like it's crazy how good some of it is yeah and there's a lot of it that if it's in decent enough shape from some of those companies i'm actually saving and i'm putting on the web like there's there were a few of these things that I'd never seen before. What's the video one? Video Jack. Video Jack. I put a run of Video Jack online. I think Video Jack website. has a cult following. I think it does too. I mean, it's, I've seen isn't uh, it like Michael, John Byrne or somebody. It's uh, Keith Giffen. Keith Giffen. That's what um, it was, yeah. and I think other people actually. There was an issue of Video Jack in the quarter bin here, and um, it was drawn by someone who was not Keith Giffen. Uh, but, but it's although there such were a, some Keith Giffen, it's got such a sweet like. Uh, there you go, Video Jack number five. Like it's got new a wave cover. kind of artwork going on. Alan Weiss and Carmine Infantino. Yeah, that's uh, right. The, Carmine Infantino was yeah, part of that. But that's the first story, and then this, there's a backup story that has Keith Giffen art. Um, there's just a treasure trove of things he just, from like, comic companies like First, Comico, you know, like all Caliber. Yeah. All of these places that just folded, and so we're not seeing any of these trades. You know, like yeah. Well, these things like, would be like if they didn't immediately take off, they would just like my favorite right. example of this is uh, is a is called Coventry, which was Bill Willingham's comic right. uh, after um, Elementals, but before Fables. I mean, obviously, right. What there's a huge amount of time in between those, but. Um, but he did this comic called Coventry that had three issues and I bought all of them and it was literally just fables, but it That's was like, crazy. he drew it all. And it was like, he's I mean, really I shouldn't good. say it was like I literally forgot that he was a great artist. He's a great artist. Um, he drew some justice league, uh, internationals yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's like these, so it's like all, a lot of the concepts that ended up kind of getting refined and making fables such an amazing thing. But then of course, when he did fables, he had Buckingham and Le yeah. Aloha, and that was oh like this God. art is just like so amazing. So it was like that kind of caught fire, caught oh. fire. Um, oh, it's so good. Or like that thing that I found the other day in the quarter bin, Ragnarok, which was like <laughs> uh, it was like John Arcudi doing yeah. Rumble years yep. before Rumble came out. Yep. And uh, like it's not exactly the same, 
but it's but Pretty a lot similar. of yeah it's, there was a lot yeah like the design was very similar the, the, the genesis the guy yeah, with the bone absolutely. arm was there yeah. you know like all that stuff so yeah, there were cool. literally characters from the book that were like almost the same but the 80s there were so many of these like when turtles broke yeah and everything it was just like oh everything. there's money here <laughs> did i tell oh my god did i did i t- i no i sent i sent you the panel the um mr jigsaw that comic i found yeah that was like the main one. <laughs> my favorite thing about that, I I sent you the panel of that, and you can't tell because my phone, the iPhone autocorrect. Okay. But the cover of this Mr. Jigsaw comic, Maine's only superhero, um, is uh, it says it's a two color spectacular. But the reason they say that is because literally the paper stock is just blue. It's blue paper. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a black and white comic printed oh, on blue paper. Good. So it's literally black and blue. And that's the two color spectacular of it. That's but pretty yeah, spectacular. I don't know. I'm finding a lot of stuff in the bins that are based in Maine. It's weird. That like I found weird. Mr. Jigsaw based in Portland and UMO and stuff. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not. That's very strange. Um, okay. So next up, next up, we have the newest of new comics. So are you sad because you can't see any of the incredibly offensive pornographic stuff that uh, Johnny Ryan got kicked off Instagram for? I know I am. Uh, well, guess what? Porn Basket hardcover is out. And, he got kicked off Instagram? Uh, like, uh, yeah, his, his account got... He got suspended so many times. Like He would just constantly post that he was suspended, and then <laughs> he would come back... And then he actually finally got his, his account completely deleted and booted. And then he restarted with a different username. <laughs> so he was Urban Scum Fudge. What was it? I don't know. It, I, I never followed him on Instagram. It, it's a fun follow. It's, I'm sure. Honestly, I mean, it, it was like, this is a, a horrible tragedy, but uh, it's how I got my pop culture news was Johnny Ryan, because every single thing that he did was some terrible news story about some horrible, awful asshole doing something. <laughs> and he would just draw this, whatever this horrible thing was. And I think a lot of these cartoons are going to be that. Uh, um, I flipped to a page and it is, I mean, I, I'm, I, I can't say I'm like the biggest Johnny Ryan fan in the world. I, no. I will say that the hardest I have ever laughed at a single comic book <laughs> panel, it was one that was drawn by Johnny Ryan. It was yeah. in a heavy metal magazine way back in the day and I almost had a heart attack. I laughed so hard at it. It was so funny and I found it since and I'm like I like I wasn't high like that I know of. Maybe I was high, I don't know. But wow. Yeah, no, um, sometimes it hits you or it doesn't. He is he's an acquired taste and he is de- it's it's funny that he has Gigi Allen on the cover of the of this because he's definitely the Gigi Allen of comics he's probably been called that many times mm. um, but his Gigi Allen is genius because he's got a he's got a bunch of corporate logos instead of having nice. <laughs> instead of his normal tattoos he's got Facebook and Cheerios and he's got a Keebler elf <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking genius fantastic <laughs> A Twitter and a Glade plugins tattoo. God damn it, Johnny <laughs> Ryan. Plugins. He's he's just one of the best. Whatever you know. Okay, and in the world of other things that uh, that we need, Purgatory is back. Remember that from the '90s. She's like a devil lady. Purgatory Sexy. with an eye. Purgatory. Yes, that is correct. She's like all red and has the boobs and stuff. That's her. Not she's to be confused back. with Mike Allred. Right. Of course, she's she is not Mike Allred, 
good good save there. People are going to. <laughs> I thought this was a Mike Allred what? comic. And instead, instead it was just a lady who is all red. She is all red with devil boobs. Uh, refrigerator full of heads, guys. Hey, there it is. Uh, so, yeah, it's a sequel to Basketful of Heads. But now, instead of a basket, it's a whole refrigerator. That's so many heads. Did you read it? I haven't. Okay. Let's just say that when you behead a thing with the axe... It doesn't have to be a person. Oh, fuck. And I'll leave it there because I fucking loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> shit. I need to read this right yeah, now. Yeah, you kind of oh do. Oh, my God. You definitely kind of do need I to read it. I don't know how I missed it. I, somehow I just looked over it. Well, and it's, not, it. it's not the same creative team. So Tom Fowler is the artist. I didn't recognize the writer. Uh, so I think it's a newer newer name on the scene but uh it is a direct sequel to basketful of heads but it is by a completely different creative team but tom fowler is one of the best cartoonists working in comics so it's a different style um and at first i was just like kind of i don't know i don't know and then i got to the thing and i was like holy shit this is totally different but like just completely bonkers and i loved it because one of the things i loved about the first one was that it was completely bonkers in a really fun way so true uh we got a retro fan magazine with mad monster party in it one of my favorite halloween treats if you have not seen mad monster party you totally should it's like uh it's like your rudolph's shiny new year for halloween and actually has boris karloff in it in a main role a very fun little romp so enjoy that we got savage hearts number four of five we got Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 112. Shazam, number four of four. Apparently that was a miniseries. And, it was. And yes, uh, the Something is Killing the Children deluxe edition slipcased hardcover book one. 100% got allocated out of those guys. Sorry, everybody. We got, I've got one for somebody who has talked to me about it. So that person, talk to me again. Uh, and I'm holding them for those people. So, wow. we got it. Baba. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, what does we, that mean? Allocated. We got. We ordered twenty copies, and we got four. And they're not going to send you the and other sixteen that you ordered. The other sixteen. Because they sent them to some other person. No, that has no, more no, money. no. Uh, they they have they've cut everybody. So everybody got cut by. Why does know, that happen? Uh, this case, I can't remember what they said. They sent us an apology message that was like a page long, and I didn't bother to read it. I I wanted to. I was like, it started off, and they and they were like, when you make a book like this, you have to send it overseas in order for it to be, you know. Oh, because it's. Printed. I was like, oh my god, this is t- this is too much explanation. How about just like, why did you fuck up? But <laughs> we had Charles Dickens write <laughs> our apology letter. Let me let me it's tell 400 you, four hundred pages long. <laughs> the origin of paper can be traced back to China. <laughs> Papyrus <laughs> in the <laughs> ancient times. <laughs> yeah, it was it was stupid, but uh, we do have we do have the ones that were that were reserved. So if you were one of the people reserved, who had reserved a slipcased hardcover of something is killing the children, please do contact me. Um, Star Wars Adventure, Ghost of Vader's Castle, number five of five. That is a thing. Star Wars Adventures, number 11, is also a thing. We've got Star Wars The High Republic, number 10. 
out as well. Suicide Squad number eight uh, continues to have ambush bug. It it does, but it continues to one hundred percent trade on the fact that there are people who will buy anything with ambush bug yep. because I got I actually got angry at there's. There's, there's a, a reason panel, why we've got five copies of it in this week. There's a panel in it where someone is talking to Ambush Bug, and literally Ambush Bug was not even drawn into the panel. Just the the word pop as a sound effect. And he says, I'll see you next issue. Ouch. It's like the worst. There is a, another page that has like what he did when he popped out and it's all so you know Ambushbug is in the issue. But like I don't know. Like <laughs> I was just like I I'm really struggling. Like I was I had already dropped this version of Suicide Squad. I was like no, I'm not interested. The last one was so good. And uh and then they brought Ambushbug in and I was like okay, I got to do it. Like in the same way that like if Metamorph was in a comic, like I'll buy it. But uh, yeah, they did not impress me with this, this current issue. Although it did have a cool ending uh, for fans of the film, perhaps might oh. like the ending of this one. Cool. They clearly have figured out that like people did like the film. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> uh, speaking of people liking the film, the King shark book is out too, which, which is, is awesome. great. Like yeah, Tim Seeley. Yeah, it. If you want a as suicide as squad book, that is good from front to back get the king shark book also that sweet jorge molina uh b cover oh my god oh i don't think i looked at it oh it's so good it's just a big graffiti piece of king shark Ooh, it's it's so good nice uh we've got superman son of kal-el number four um you will notice that we are sold out on the website. We are not actually sold out. We do have them for people who need them. For some absolutely bonker doodles, who the fuck knows reason, this issue is selling for like 20 bucks on eBay. It is not even the issue where the thing happens that everybody's been talking about. But you said all the back issues are heating up too. But everything is heating up. The whole the whole run is like is on fire. Yep. We've been selling like you know people are maxing out everything. We have our max set to two. So every time I see somebody who grabs like two copies of something and nothing else, I'm like, ah shit, this is about to turn into something. But uh, huh. it it has turned into something, and uh, so. Yeah. To that end, if you are reading this comic and you need your copy of this, I have it behind the counter. It's here. I just don't want people cleaning us out of this thing to resell them on eBay. Get it before the the Christians buy it and burn them. Exactly. Also (laughs) that. (laughs) But, But I will also say, again, which I've been saying since the first issue... This is the best Superman comic. It's really good. I Tom Taylor is fantastic. It. Yeah, it's really it's a really quality book, and I'm I'm happy to read because I have been reading, uh, much to my chagrin, uh, some of the media articles about it. Yeah, some you can pick and choose which ones are are worth reading, but um, there they always whenever it's somebody who's just like this isn't really that like this is cool, like that take on it. Those are the ones I read, and everybody is like. Apropos of nothing, this book is actually really good. Yeah, um, that's the. I read one that part. was like complaining about it because it was like. I worry that that's what's getting lost too. Well, the thing that I objected to was someone saying that uh, DC didn't make the main Superman gay because they would lose 
marketing. And I don't think that's the reason why. I, 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 I'd like to think that the reason why is because like we'd like to create characters that are gay as opposed right. to making a character who has been straight for 80 years <laughs> all of a sudden become gay. Yes. Which, you know, whatever. They did it with Green Lantern and the old, you know, the sure. old Green Lantern and whatever. You know, it kind of works. But it's like I... The reason why North Star is the best gay superhero right. character is because he was always gay. Yeah, like it's not like I agree. You know, and I actually had a I, I I've had people actually argue this with me for for Superman as well. This was one of the hot takes that I did accidentally look at, and I regret. I still have fucking Twitter, and I need to delete it because I never need. I mm. just need to never see it again. But. The thing was, they were like, and I read all of these. Oh, I read the Super Sons book, and now it turns out that the that Superman was gay. It's like, yeah, did you think he was gonna like come out of the closet when he was fucking six? What are you, <laughs> what is your what is your fucking deal? It takes people a long time to figure out yeah. these things. They're very complicated. People tend to uh, mature sexually at a later age. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, um, the age that those kids of, were in that comic. Know. Their sexuality is not going to be a thing. And if you're thinking about their sexuality, you need a fucking therapist. Also, you know, like, if you're going to, like, this is also, yeah, another thing. is like we're debating, like, the sexual orientation of fictional characters. But, uh, you know, if you think about John Kent, like, they already, like, screwed his story up so much by doing that artificial aging thing. But if you think about it, in that context, he was a kid. Yep. And then he got spirited away to the netherworlds with his grandpa yep. and didn't see anyone else except this one dude yep. for his entire maturity. Yep. And then comes back as a 17 year old. And it's like, gee, I wonder why he is, you know, like, right. I don't know. Like, it's not like anything, you know, whatever. Like, I'm I'm not a psychologist and applying psychology to fictional characters is, right. you know, but I mean, a, a exactly. dicey subject. It's, but it's like he didn't exactly he had, have a you know an an upbringing where he was uh he couldn't have he couldn't have ever had a moment where he was like i'm thinking about this you yeah. were in space by yourself <laughs> i'm having sexual thoughts but the only person i've seen for 10 years is my grandpa yes yeah, so <laughs> you know yes i mean i'm sure he can remember his life before <laughs> yeah yeah but like i mean obviously like you know it's it's i don't know i don't know what the overall you know point i'm trying to make maybe i should uh but you know why not? Like you know, he's he's just he's exactly. he's he's bisexual, and who cares? Like it's who just because that? he's bisexual from creation, essentially, right, exactly. because they did this thing where he like that's it was it was part of the plan. Yeah, and I I agree with the fact that that they they did it well. I'm not necessarily again because this happens to human beings where. You're like, even if they had made Superman gay, where he was like, Man, uh, guess what? I just realized this thing. You know, it happens to people yeah. <laughs> all the time. Gee, I can't I figure literally out. <laughs> know a bunch of people who this has happened to in their massive adult life like i, I can't figure out why i kept this hot reporter who was totally after me for 80 years at bay I, you know i mean i mean obviously go. they were you know they were married or whatever but like you know come on and unmarried and remarried and unmarried and etc but anyway we have talked on that plenty yeah what yeah, we need sorry. to talk about is tales from harrow county Ooh, fair folk number four nice great uh united states of captain america number five this wraps up that little mini series 
I enjoy it. It is a cheese fest. It is silly as all get out. But I enjoy the silliness. The writing is like just bonk you over the head with a big wet fucking fish. But it's but it's fun. It's fun. So I like the new characters and I like the kind of almost like late nineties kind of feel to the superhero writing where it's like it feels dated to me. Wait, which comic are we talking about? Dated. United States of Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the writing feels very like it feels like old timey superhero, but not like super old timey. Yeah. If I had any kind of issue complaint with it would be like it's kind of written like a crossover and like crossovers right, don't exactly. tend to be narratively like the strongest uh, stories. I mean, but that's it's it still too. fun because it's like it's that thing where it's like like crisis was like, yeah. you know, here's a new character. Here's a new character. Here's a new character. And you're like, oh, who are these guys? They're all cool. <laughs> You know what is the most narratively strong comic that has ever been written in the history of humankind? No. That would be Thor number 18, <laughs> uh, the the Throg story. Someone's biased. I I am not biased. This you is a completely biased. completely unbiased opinion. Goddamn, what a delightful story. I'm not saying it's not delightful, but I am <laughs> saying you're biased. It is true. I am super, super biased. I loved this comic. It was exactly what I wanted out of a Frog Thor story. And I also, I loved the way that they set him up. It was a more, it's a more confident Throg than than we may have seen in the past. After every other incarnation of Thor gets his ass completely handed to him by Donald Blake. Throg flies into Donald Blake's mouth, knocks his fucking teeth out. <laughs> and uh, yeah. He's the one that's Throg's the guy man. here to kill this bug. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, this issue is drawn by Pasquale Ferry. Who yeah. Is awesome. His, his version of Throg is very cartoony. He is. Uh, he is a very expressive artist. Yeah. Uh, I actually picked up a, uh, in the in an, in another store's dollar bin, uh, three issues of Fantastic Four 2099 that he drew. <laughs> and it's like his 90s style is yeah. like, just imagine this, but like totally 90s. He's great. I really like Pascal Ferry. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Uh, but yes, I, I really enjoy this. And there is a reuniting of the Pet Avengers, which makes me very happy. I dug that series as well. Hmm. That is. We have established that Lockjaw is actually a dog. Yes. Not an inhuman who's been turned into a dog. And there is a secret secret guest star who is another one of my favorite new, new Marvel yeah, characters. Great. So love it. And we've got... Uh, Turtles 122 out this week. I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo, Dragon Bellow Conspiracy number five of six is out. We've got the sort of proto Vampirella comic from the 60s, the uh, the Vampress Carmilla. Ah, I, I've read a couple of these in their grid. They are. They're, they're the... Fine. They're the Vampirella version of what creepy of what creeps is to creepy. This is to Vampirella. Yep, I think I got is this that right. warrant publishing. Yes, like, instead yeah. of Warren, it's yeah. warrant. So good. 
Uh, we've got The Trial of Magneto, number three, to wrap these uh-huh. things up. I didn't read it. I liked the last one quite a bit. You know, it's hidden behind this giant evil dead thing that's behind, and yes. I didn't see it. Good point. And also, if you need a massive Kandarian dagger, we have that now. So <laughs> for $150, the, uh, the Kandarian dagger from Evil Dead 2 that really doesn't do anything. Can I turns, ask a question about turns it? Turns out it don't really work. Is it sharp? Uh, yes. Jesus, I don't get it. It's there for stabbing, just in case you need to stab somebody. I don't get it. I I don't get collectible swords. Oh, I don't think this is actually literally sharp. Oh, okay, that's what my actual question was. Is is do you does like? Yeah, no, it is not. It is it is blunt. I I mean the the one in the movie was blunt. It's made to look exactly like the movie. It is a total replica. It's super cool it has a big wooden thing and everything nice. but the what i love about it is that like so much was made about it in in evil dead 2 but it was 100 percent a MacGuffin. it was like they introduced this as like if only we can get the kandarian dagger and we can stop the demons and it's like okay we got it that doesn't fucking do shit you know <laughs> we accidentally stab a hillbilly with it but outside of that the hillbilly just screams a lot with this Kandarian dagger stuck <laughs> in his back. They still fuck everything up, oh, which man. is great. I, I watched the uh, that. Yeah, did you ever watch that show? That's the behind the movies, uh, behind the movies that you grew up with or whatever. It's like a documentary series on Netflix. I did. Yeah, I actually started watching the horror ones. They're yeah, fun. Yeah. The Nightmare on Elm Street one was cool, and how like the actual knives that were on Freddy's hands were actually sharp. Yes. And, like, the first time he used it, he cut himself. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched, because I'm such a fucking horror nerd, I've watched all of the, like, six-hour-long documentaries oh, on these yeah. same subjects. But these are fun, too. I I thought they were fun in and of themselves. And there's actually new stuff that I didn't that I didn't know. I thought the one that, that really knocked it out of the park was RoboCop. I didn't see that one. Holy shit. That had all sorts of new stuff that I didn't know. Nice. Yeah, I'll check that also, one out. That's on the list. That's on inter- the queue. A big interview with Red, which was really important. So. Nice. I, I watched Aliens and I watched Nightmare on Elm Street were the two that I watched last night. Yeah, Aliens got way into the... Uh, into what a dick Cameron is. Yes. <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. It, it's and also like the Brits just being like, we have tea time. And he's well, like, we're making movies. God damn but th- this is, this is the thing that I, that I thought was, was interesting. And it's very, very important right now because the strike is going on mm. um, that they're like, Hey, over here, this is a job and we work. We're not part of your fucking dream vision for whatever. You pay us to work eight hours. We're human beings. We go home to our families at the end of the day. I'm not going to work 24 hours. I'm not going to stand on my feet for 16 hours a day because you say I'm going to. I take a break when I need a goddamn break. You know, like, it's, you know, that even when you're making art, you're also if you're making art with people who have to work, there are people who are laborers and they're not necessarily doing it for the art, man. They have a fucking life. And that's why go union. Absolutely. I support all of the strikers going on right now. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, I actually have friends who work in that union and they're like, but they just, um, yeah, probably all of us do on some level. Um, yeah, I think there was some 
they they got a like a settle, but then they were just like everyone's like fuck you. Yeah, it still says I have to work like you yeah, know exactly. You know. And so I yeah, it's ongoing. It is ongoing, and and it's it's just it's too easy to to treat like oh you're so lucky to do whatever you know like it's how comic shops abuse people that work at comic shops too. It's like oh hey you work. You work in a dream factory, man, you know, so you have to do X. And it's like, no, you, you work a job like anybody else. Yeah, and it's funny because these people that, like, you know, when they were talking about um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, it was like this big vision or whatever. But then it was like <laughs> Wes Craven almost didn't do it because they were having funding problems. And his agent was like, hey, if you're not going to get paid, you can't do this. Right. And it's like, but like the crew is like, yeah, you got to work for two weeks without pay because, you know, we were probably going to get paid. Right. Exactly. And that that's the other part of all of this is that like the uh, the audacity that only the film industry can pull together where they're like okay you have to work without pay but trust us you will get paid yeah because we're going to do this and it's like okay sure how about some profit participation if we're going to believe in this vision how about you cut all of the workers in for a percentage of gross profits Instead of fucking us over by being like, oh, out of the kindness of your heart, work for two weeks. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like this, that kind of nonsense. But you know, how many stories are there? And I, we didn't go down this path, but like how many stories are there of the person that never, that didn't take that deal? You know, for every George Lucas who like was, who did take the deal, like there was, um, the Gitas episode of, um, uh, the podcast uh, Endless Thread. You ever listen? No. Oh man, you got to listen to the Gedis episode. G e e d i s. Uh, it's crazy, but like it all traces back to a certain person, and it's relevant to what we just talked about. But oh, if you are gonna look up the Gedis episode, I won't say anymore because I would want to spoil it. All right. Well, I mean, we know we know personally people who have like. There's this thing that like art school teaches you too, where they're like, oh, you got to make sure that you stand up for yourself. And then they tell you all these things that no one can do. Like art school, music school, film school. I went to two out of the three. And I will tell you that music school and film school both are like, no, you, if you've got your vision, you got to make sure that you say, I'm going to get back end participation. Oh, I'm yeah, going to get yeah, final yeah. cut. And it's like, they don't even give really, you the option. Year one, you want me to walk in and say that. You know I'm going to get fired. And we have a friend who literally did exactly that, who basically listened to those fucking idiots and was like, hey, I want this much participation. I want this for my first project. I wrote this thing, and I want to make sure that blah, 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 blah. And they went, hmm, yeah, that seems a little too much. So, um, you know what, we're just not going to make your project. We'll see you later. Good luck working in the film industry again. And they have not done anything since. Wow. So, and then did the studio make something really similar to their idea? I like immediately they afterwards? literally just made a, <laughs> the exact same thing. They I, just not, made not Juno laugh, next but. week. They were like, okay, here, this is pretty much your, your thing. There you go. Yeah. Ugh, bummer. Anyway, that is our rant about film industry. Uh, and <laughs> never lead with your baby, you know, like exactly. never be like, yeah. this is my dream to own this forever. Don't, yeah. don't pitch that. <laughs> it's too late. Hold on to that one until after you're successful and then you can get your back end deal. <laughs> 
I agree. All right. Well, you can follow us at I'm Actually Comics and at Coast City Comics, and you can buy stuff from Coast City Comics, and I would appreciate it if you did that. You should do it. You should do it. Um, and we're having a big Halloween event. I would appreciate it if you came and did that. It's going to be a big trick-or-treat scavenger hunt type thing with free comics at different locations. We'd love to see you there. It is noon to four on Halloween day. And you can follow Bob at his <laughs> new awesome, exciting uh, Instagram. <laughs> dollar binge. Dollar binge. At dollar binge. At dollar binge. Awesome. It's fun. It is really fun. I'm really yeah, I'm, enjoying I'm it. It's a, a good time. It's a good follow. Yeah. Uh, and that is it for this week. We will see you next time. Good night. Bye. Bye. Everything was organic.